Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. Friday, October 16th. No Thursday night football last night. Made life uh, kind of good in the McIntyre household. Went out to dinner with the family. And uh, I wasn't glued to football and taking notes because I'm a nerd who does things like that. Uh, before we get to uh, the big news of the day, and there's a lot of it. <laughs> Um, a reminder, later in the podcast, we will have the best bets for NFL this weekend. I've been doing three best bets, actually did four this week, and you're going to hate them. Uh, also, later in the podcast, we will have a, a great interview with Sam Monson. Interesting guy. This dude got noticed on a message board for his NFL takes and analysis, and um, I think you're going to love it. He's also got an accent. Uh, I think you'll like that as well. And also, big shout out to my brother. Baby bro, Jeffrey McIntyre. Birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, big guy. I know he's a daily listener to the podcast, and uh, I try to help him. I'll help him won his fantasy league last year, and uh, he was rolling this year, but the injuries have really hurt his team, so uh, trying to help him bounce back. He is on the other side of the country, but uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be moving out here to L.A. 
soon enough if he can convince his wife. All right, let's get to the big sports news. I don't know where to start. I mean, we got a big move in the NFL late Thursday. It actually broke while I was taping the interview with Sam Monson. Le'Veon Bell signs with the Chiefs. Uh, Oh, boy. Gosh, how bad are the Jets going to regret letting him go? Actually, you know, I don't know how bad they're going to regret it because he's going to look awesome, and the Jets are going to be like, what if we have Adam Gaze for? He's a disaster. Yes, obviously they're going to regret it. What a train wreck the Jets are. But this is about Le'Veon Bell and the Chiefs. I mean, this is a 28-year-old running back who, what, three years ago? was basically a top three running back in the league. Total dual threat. He was essentially Christian McCaffrey before McCaffrey got to the league. I mean, he's that patient runner who kind of dances at the line of scrimmage, great vision, and he's going to go in, and guess what? There's really no pressure on him. They've got Edwards Hilaire as the starting running back, the rookie out of LSU. He had a good opener, but has kind of uh, struggled to get loose since. And it's basically just another weapon in the pass game for Pat Mahomes. I mean, think about it. You've got Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins just went down with an injury. He'll be back. Travis Kelsey, if he's not the best tight end in the league, he's certainly top three. And now you're going to add Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they've just got uh, an embarrassment of riches at the skill positions. And I don't think this is an overreaction to the Raiders' loss. I think this is, hey, we can buy low on an elite running back. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. We just won the Super Bowl. We want to get back there. Let's get Le'Veon Bell. Love the move. Smart move for the Chiefs. And um, I came close to taking them in the best bet this weekend, but I did not. I, I How can you not love Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs? Uh, all right. The next big piece of news came in the NBA. And um, actually two pieces of NBA news. I'll start with one that uh, I think is a little more interesting is Daryl Morey resigning. That's key. He was not fired by Tillman Furtada. Furtada, Furtida, whatever. However you say the owner of the Rockets. Um, Daryl Morey resigned. And I guess he worked out a deal where he's not returning as the GM. End of an era for Morey in Houston. I know, I know you're snickering. An era which includes zero trips to the finals. A lot, a lot of um, bandwidth on the internet. The stat guys love Daryl Morey. And I don't care how much you dislike him or the Rockets. It is undeniable how much he has changed the league. He has been a significant change agent over the last 13 years. Pushing the three ball more than anybody has before. And this move to small ball has been fascinating to watch. I know I know, other teams have uh, ushered in the three. The Warriors famously went heavy with the threes. The Rockets took it to another level. The Warriors went smart with small ball. Draymond Green at center. The Rockets said, we're not going to have a center. (laughs) We're just going to go small ball exclusively. And again, like it helps when one team has two of the greatest shooters in NBA history in Curry and Clay. And then you add Kevin Durant. I mean, that's the, the Rockets had nothing of the sort. It never totally fit for the Rockets. They got close twice. And I know I talk about this a lot. Um, Game seven, the first year Durant went to the Warriors. So I think that would be 27. It was like May of 2017. And the Rockets kind of had that series, guys. I mean, they were on the ropes. Warriors were on the ropes. Halftime of game seven, Rockets had a double-digit lead. And I listen, I had a lot of money riding on the Warriors that year to win the title. Um, I had a lot of money on the Warriors in that series. 
and I had a lot of credibility on the line because I said they would smoke the the rockets. Um, and I'll never forget, like, oh man, down ten at half. I was literally nervous. And the Warriors aren't even like one of the teams I've loved forever. I'm just a Curry guy. And that third quarter that they put on the Rockets is one of my favorite quarters in the last decade in the NBA. It was incredible. Go watch it on YouTube. A flurry of threes and the Rockets and their three-point strategy. I mean, they missed 27 straight between the, bridging the third and fourth. Unforeseen stuff. And um, it was tough. And then the next year, um, or no, I guess it was, was it two years later? or the next, Well, whatever it was, Kevin Durant was unavailable. And he was injured. And it was like, oh my gosh, the Warriors are in trouble. They have to go to Houston for game six. And it was like, oh boy. Golden State, are they going to be able to pull this off? And it's just unfathomable how bad the Rockets were in game six. I think that was the end of the James Harden-Chris Paul union. Steph Curry just broke them, literally. In the second half, Curry was unbelievable. And it just ruined it. And those were like the two chances that they had very close to taking down uh, Golden State. That was the closest they got to the finals. And, you know, I don't know what's next for Maury. I mean, his services are going to be in demand. I mean, the success he had is undeniable. Um, But he didn't get to the finals, and you're going to have guys taking shots at him in the media. I will not be one of them. Uh, My one Daryl Maury story, when I was living outside Philly, I went to a Sixers... Rockets game and I was doing a piece on Maury's Rockets and we had talked via text message and he gave me crumbs and then he he was all set up yep we'll talk after the game I tried to get a hold of him and he wouldn't meet me kind of stiffed me but uh no no harm hey it happens I was I was a blogger uh this was before I had any FS1 credibility or Fox Sports Radio and um I was just honored that he returned my text messages. But uh, Maury, hey, had a great run. The other big news in the NBA, Ty Lue, signing on to be the next Clippers coach. And I don't know, folks. Ty Lue is a LeBron guy. And the only move here for the Clippers is, hey, LeBron looks like a juggernaut. LeBron and AD are the best tandem in the league. How do we beat them? We get LeBron's guy who may have an answer on how to beat him. I, I mean... Ty Lue, one of the luckiest coaches in NBA history, gets to coach LeBron as his first job. And his second job, Kawhi Leonard. Like, does it get much better than that? Ty Lue, you know, he was a solid role player in the NBA, coming off the bench, famous with the Lakers. Now he's going to the dark side and coaching the Clippers. I got to be honest, I don't know that Ty Lue is going to be the answer to put them over the top. They've got some chemistry problems that need sorting out. You know who the alpha now is in that huddle who's going to yell at the players? Ty Lue. And I don't know how Paul George, assuming he's still with the team, is going to take that. Um, yo, Ty Lue, what did you accomplish? Well, you know, he'll come back with, well, I came back from being down 3-1 uh, against the Warriors and we won. Oh, you did that? That wasn't Kyrie and LeBron? Well, that was you. Oh, okay. And I just, I wonder if the egos in that Clippers locker room, were they humbled enough by what happened against Denver? Or are they still ego-driven and going to be like, yo, Ty Lue, okay, you're a LeBron guy, whatever. So Clippers still have a lot to get sorted out. Good luck to Ty Lue. It's a a tall order. Um, But, hey, he got the head job. So that wraps up 
what was an eventful Thursday in sports. And now, coming up next, a great interview with Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire now a guy who's super interesting. You know, covering the NFL, a lot of these people grew up, went to college, covered the NFL at small newspapers, then big papers. Not this guy. Sam Monson, pro football focus. Sam, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How about you? I, I'm excellent. I'm very excited for week six. It feels like a one of the toughest weeks so far of the season to pick games. But before we get to week six, I got to ask, um, I was reading up on your backstory. And I, I, listen, there's a lot of young people who listen to this podcast who want to break into media. And Sam, 
it sounds like basically you got discovered on a message board in uh, while you were living in Ireland. Is that true? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I don't have the conventional way through. I wouldn't uh, recommend the route that I chose as your, uh, as your way into the profession. Um, really, I just got lucky. You know, Neil Hornsby <laughs> set up Pro Football Focus. He kind of created it from scratch. And when he first set this thing up, he had the system, he had the back end, the IT, the website, and quickly he needed guys to come on and help him actually do the games, you know, grade, analyze, put in all the data. Um, so he turned to a bunch of guys that he knew from the NFL's UK message board, uh, you know, guys that he <laughs> thought had a pretty good knowledge of football and, you know, knew, had the time to, to help him do this thing. So me, Ben Stockwell, Khaled Elside, the sort of the first guys in PFF all came on that way. So let's, like, how does someone notice you on a message board? Where are you, you're just popping on there, what, during the games and chiming in, or are you doing it afterward with analysis? How, how did the message board work? Yeah, I mean, I think it was that kind of period of the internet, right, where message boards were, were sort of a thing for a few years and people would just talk about football and about, about the NFL generally and, you know, whatever your thoughts were on any particular topic. Now I guess that all happens on Twitter, right? But back in the yeah. day, it used to be message boards and you would just sort of give your thoughts on whatever the topic was at the time. And I guess after a while, you know, you get to know – which guys you think know what they're talking about, which guys are, you know, don't. And I, I guess there was just a few, a few people that, you know, Neil had sort of pegged as, as people that, that knew enough football to be able to get involved with something like this. And so were you getting paid uh, by Neil when you were writing on the message board or that, that didn't come till afterward? So when he hired us on to do games, uh, PFF at, at the start was basically funded out of his pocket. He was a wow. business consultant by trade and he was doing this whole thing as a hobby and he got a bunch of us on board and was basically paying us by the game. So, you know, we would do a game of, of data entry and of grading and, uh, and that kind of thing. And we would get whatever it was that we, but it was paid, you know, by the game. And then we just kind of cranked through until eventually we started making some money off NFL teams and, and consumers when we were selling a, a product. That's pretty awesome. Now, I do have to say, you were coaching rugby at the time as well? Yeah, I, I had a part-time gig coaching uh, kids rugby at uh, Willow Park Schools, which is uh, sort of like a, a, a whatever the, the – what, what's the what's the middle school? Middle school over middle, here, okay. I think, would be it. And they're the sort of pipeline to – one of the most successful, um, like Irish rugby schools. So you were a big rugby player in your youth as well. Not a big rugby player, but yeah, like rugby would have been my sport. Um, and then I kind of got into coaching just part time when I was That's awesome. uh, studying journalism in Dublin. So let me ask you about the grading because I'm sure you guys get questions about this all the time. Let's take, for instance, and, I, and only because we're going to talk about this game later, uh, the the Brown Steelers game. The Browns have a guard named Wyatt Teller who, according to Pro Football Focus, is the highest-graded guard in the league this year. And I would guess, Sam, a lot of, you know, let's say 10 million people are watching the Browns game. I would say 8 million people don't know who Wyatt Teller is. Is that a safe assumption? Like, he's a guard on the Browns. I mean, it's just a guess. But he's graded out number one. If you asked a lot of casual fans who's the best guard in the NFL, they might say the kid on uh, Indianapolis, Quentin Nelson. He, he's killing people. 
you guys only have Nelson graded eighth. Can you just talk us through how you get to Teller being the top graded guard in the yeah. And and it's important, you know, it's only five games into the season. So if you'd asked us five games ago who the best guard in the NFL was, Wyatt Teller wouldn't have been on the list. You know what I mean? Oh, He's wow. kind of come out of nowhere. And we really hadn't seen this kind of play from him in the past. I mean, his grade last season was average. Um, his grade the year before that in Buffalo was average. This year, though, he's been a different guy. I mean, it, the grading is offensive line is a pretty good place to start because most of the blocks are kind of adversarial, right? It's one-on-one or it's a guard versus a block, a defense uh, defender, whether it's a defensive lineman or whether it's a linebacker at the second level, it's essentially, you know, did you win the block that you were trying to execute? And if you did, how much did you win it by? Was it a dominant pancake where you just buried the guy into the turf or did you just get him sealed enough so that there's a gap, you know, inside you for the running back to make it through? And then obviously pass protection is, is even easier. It's just, did you allow pressure? And if so, how decisive was it? Was it a really bad loss that happened in two seconds? Or did you cling on and cling on for four or five seconds and then eventually pressure came right at the end? So just in those simple terms, Teller's allowed three hurries in five games. Like that's wow. a pretty crazy number for any kind of pass blocker. So his pass blocking has been fantastic. And then the run game, that's, you know, night and day compared with what he's done before. But if you throw on like the Dallas game and just watch what he and Jack Conklin at right tackle, what those guys were doing to the Dallas defensive linemen, they were just burying those guys and just bulldozing them off the line of scrimmage with combination blocks and, you know, just absolutely laying waste to what the Cowboys had up front. Now, that's fascinating because it sounds like, I mean, listen, there's probably a lot of subjectivity into did you uh, hold the block long enough? What is a great block versus a good block? Um, now, he hasn't really faced any one of the caliber that he's going to face this week, right? The Steelers have one of the best defensive lines in the league, if not number one, inside, outside. They're loaded. Do you think, given uh, Teller's history, even if he, assuming he plays, um, this will be a huge step up in class for not only him, but I think the entire Browns offensive line? Yeah, I mean, this is as stiff a test it gets. The Steelers have the highest pressure rate of any defense in the NFL through five weeks. They've got the highest um, blitz percentage as well. Like, they're coming after teams and they're generating pressure doing it. I think, you know, Teller's faced some decent competition so far this season. The Ravens, obviously, was week one, but he faced that Washington defensive front. The The Colts have some good players as well. He's He's not had an easy run of it, but you're right. The Steelers is like a different test altogether, not just for him, but for this Browns offense. And I think it's the stiffest test that the offense has faced since that week one game against Baltimore where they just couldn't function. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see. Baker Mayfield for the last few weeks has been much better at being, staying in the pocket, looking fairly comfortable when he does. But the Steelers, with all that pressure and with all the blitz that they send to people, that's going to kind of you know, encourage Baker Mayfield to lean back into the negatives that he was um, doing way before when he was doing in the Baltimore game and, you know, running out of pockets and trying to make plays outside of structure and just sort of abandoning the, the, the correct way of playing in structure and trying to do too much by himself. This will be the biggest test since that game of whether he's actually adjusted his game or if he just had opposition that would enable him to play that way. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like Josh Allen and the Bills, really, he he was dominant. I mean, Josh Allen was incredible for the first four weeks. And then did we see the real Josh Allen on Tuesday night? You know, like, right. it's one of those things, like, uh, I, I don't know if it was he was awful in that game. I don't think he was terrible. But he just wasn't great like he had been for the first four games. So how much stock can you put into, you know, five weeks of results? I mean, Wyatt Teller, the number one guard in the league, uh, when, when you're analyzing the games? Yeah, I mean, you can't. Five games, four games, it's it's incredibly small sample size. And every single year we see guys that go on a four or five game stretch of play that is completely outside of anything we've seen from them before, whether it's positive, you know, the good end or whether it's on the bad end. We just see guys have a terrible four or five game stretch of play and you have to see if it's going to sustain itself. And it's always difficult when you have guys at either end of their career because you start looking for patterns, right? If it's an old guy, you start looking for the time where they're done, right? This is the sign. It's those four games. Now he's he's 40 years old. His time is over. He's cooked. Um, but it might not be. It might just be a bad run of games, and he bounces back, and you see uh, the real guy again. And similarly, at the start of a guy's career, you're looking for a sign that the light bulb has gone off, that, the, the, that they finally got it, that the game has slowed down for them, and that they've developed into the player they're going to be. And it might be that four-game stretch where they look great. On the other hand, it might just be that those were four games. Sam Darnold, yeah. I think, is a great example of this. Oh, There's <laughs> you know, a four or five game stretch, I think, in every season of his career, dating back to college, where he looks like the best quarterback in the nation and then in the, you know, one of the best in the NFL. And it just it doesn't last. And it hasn't lasted for him every single season. He's obviously got bigger problems than just his own play because the situation around him is so bad. But the point is, you know, if you make the sample size small enough, you can always find the, the stretch of play that makes that guy look different to the, all the other games. How much do, do you think, and not to hammer Teller, uh, how much do you think Stefanski's, uh, you know, addition to the Cleveland Browns coaching staff uh, running the show, like he worked magic in Minnesota. If memory serves, the Vikings offensive line trended upward the last two years. Um, but it feels like Stefanski probably has had an impact on, you know, the offensive line and that offense. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, huge impact. I mean, this is a... It gets talked about as a quarterback-friendly system, but I think it's a system that's friendly to a bunch of different positions. An offensive line is definitely one of them. You know, if you look, Kyle Shanahan has always had this. He tends to get these career years out of quarterbacks, and that's the thing that gets the attention. But he also gets, like, career years out of offensive tackles because they don't have to block for as many, you know, straight drop-back, seven-step drop vertical Mm. sets. They get a ton of play action. They get a ton of sort of run-fake um, motion when they're pass blocking so they don't have to do the same thing that some of these other offensive tackles do it just makes their life easier um, and the same thing is true for the rest of the offensive line as well there's so many plays that aren't sort of true pass sets they're various variations of you know run fakes or or true rpos where you're legitimately run blocking you're not actually pass blocking so massively helps those guys and lets them kind of tee off on defenses that are still trying to figure out what the play is, still trying to diagnose if it's a run or a pass. And, yeah, I I think this is a really good system that Stefanski's brought with him with a proven track record throughout the league, you know, with various different iterations and quirks from the the specific coach. And it's definitely worked wonders. But it's also um, important, I think, to point out 
the competition, you know, and say that outside of that Baltimore game, they really haven't faced another, you know, the Colts have a, a good defense, but it, it's much more vanilla than the Baltimore and the Pittsburgh defense. I think this is going to be the first big test that they face since that week one game. Yeah. All right. Let's move to uh, probably the game of the week. Um, Packers bucks, right? So I'm looking at the green Bay Packers, the DVOA numbers for them from football outsiders. They're the awful defense, bottom five in the league. I'm looking at the pro football focus numbers and <laughs> it's a lot of yellow and orange other than Jair Alexander, who's the number one graded cornerback according to PFF. How do you handicap this game from uh, X's and O's and then what you see with the line if you if you pay attention to the line uh, from Vegas? I mean, I think the big thing is who for Tampa Bay is going to be healthy. We were talking all last yeah. season about, you know, Tom Brady, how much has he done and how much was the fact that he just didn't have any receivers in New England. Um, and the fact that once none of those guys could get open and teams started taking away Julian Edelman, he just had nowhere to go with the ball. And that made him look worse. It made the offensive line look worse because he had to hold on to the ball longer. It just made everything worse. And we were saying all through the offseason, well, the one thing you don't have to worry about is a lack of receivers in Tampa Bay because you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got Scotty Miller in the slot, you've got all those tight ends, you've got player, you know, running backs out of the backfield. <laughs> They're all hurt. They see somehow yeah. back in the same position of having nobody to throw to because everybody's banged up. And even guys like Mike Evans are going out there and playing, but he's clearly physically hampered. He's not 100%. He's doing what he can. So a big part of this is, you know, what percentage of Brady's receivers are actually going to be out there and, and playing at a level that help him out? Because I think he's definitely reached the point of his career where, you know, he isn't a transcendent quarterback anymore. He's not going to raise the ability of everyone else around him. He actually needs some receivers to get open and give him somewhere to go with the ball. But then now he's facing off against an Aaron Rodgers who was back playing at that 2011 MVP Aaron Rodgers level that we didn't necessarily think was still there. That guy is back, and that is a transcendent quarterback talent where it doesn't matter if he doesn't have Devontae Adams. He is out there firing the ball where it needs to go, hitting guys like you know Alan Lazard, turning him into a superstar, yeah. putting three touchdowns in Robert Tanyan's hands. Like It's, it's fascinating to me because – You've got Tom Brady, who I think is still capable of really high-level play, but suddenly doesn't have the help around him. And then Aaron Rodgers, who we've been talking about for a few years now, they, they've never given him help. You know, it's been Devontae Adams and nobody else. And we're finally seeing this year that, you know what, he might not have actually ever needed the help, at least in terms of supporting casts. He just needed the offense to be tweaked a little bit. And then, I don't know whether he needed the fire lit under him again, but, you know, Rodgers the best Darren Rodgers definitely looks to be back. And that I think makes them the favorites in pretty much every game they're going to play. So, so do you like them this weekend against Tampa? I, I will add this little nugget. And I don't know if a lot of people have talked about this. I am a Jets fan and I know Mike Pettin, the Packers defensive coordinator did a pretty good job against Tom Brady back way back in the Rex Ryan era. This was like eight years ago. So there is some familiarity there. I don't know if this pretty bad Packers defense will be able to stop Tampa, but on the other side, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is a machine. And the Tampa secondary, they got had by Justin Herbert. You know, so I don't know. Are you leaning one way or the other here? Yeah, I do like the Packers. Initially, when I saw the line, it felt like an overreaction to the Chicago game. You know, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the Bucks kind of, they could have won that game, should have won that game, and just ended up kind of throwing it away at the end. 
it almost felt like an overreaction to that until you start to look at all the guys they have on the injury report and say, I mean, that, that really does justify it. You know, if he doesn't yeah. have all those receivers and there's, there's some defenders missing it as well, I think that does put a pretty big blow on that Tampa Bay team who I expect to still be really good later in the year once they get healthy. But right now, I, I think you have to favor Aaron Rodgers the way he's playing. Yeah. All right, let's go to a game I, a near and dear to my heart because for whatever reason, I'm in love with this team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, and Matt Patricia is probably the worst coach in the league. They're currently favored against Jacksonville. And I, Sam, help talk me off taking the Lions here and then sweating and cursing on Sunday that you shouldn't have done it. Because, I mean, I see the Jags injury report. A couple guys are back. It looks like Josh Allen, light practice. Um, uh, the great cornerback, the young kid, C.J. Henderson, looks like he's coming back. But... You know, DJ Shark, Chenault, they're both hurt. They haven't practiced. What do you make of Lions-Jaguars? Yeah, I'm kind of with you And that I think that the Lions should definitely win. The only thing that, that goes against them is, you know, the, dealing when, when you're a quarterback and a young quarterback and you're trying to sort of show that you're better than just, you know, just the body that was good enough to hold the place for a while. Um, I, Minshew... I think has struggled doing that when he's had the opportunity. He hasn't necessarily played up to it, but against the lions, you know what you're going to be facing. You know, they play more man coverage than anybody else in the NFL. They play cover one, like 55% of their snaps. At least he knows what he's looking at. And he therefore knows where he should be going with the ball. And he's an accurate quarterback. You know, Minshew has a lot of faults, but he is a fundamentally accurate passer of the football. And it's easier to do that when you're facing man coverage and you know what you're going to be facing every single time, then when you have to deal with diagnosing the coverage first, then identifying the open guy, then getting the ball to him with accuracy, particularly when you have an arm like his, that's kind of marginal and you don't have, you know, if you cost yourself too much time with reading and diagnosing and then figuring out where to go, you, you might not have the, the arm to get it into the gap that you left yourself with. But when you're playing man coverage, you can do almost all of that pre-snap. You know where you're going with the ball, and it's mm. just a case of hitting the target. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, at Trufant, it looks like he's struggling this year. I know they've had some injuries in the secondary. Uh, it, it sounds like you think maybe this is uh, a stay away from. I, I think the Lions are going to dominate offensively. Uh, but it, the question is, can Minshew keep up? Because he always seems in the fourth quarter to be like, okay, he just needs a touchdown and they cover, you know? Right. And I, I think the Lions have enough sort of there's enough concerns about that defense that you do. I, I would worry that Minshew's able to kind of get enough going on offense to keep that close. All right, let me go to uh, a game that I think is interesting. And people aren't really talking about it because Tennessee just played Tuesday. But you, the, the Titans had, I think, two practices, Sam, in like 16 days. They came out and looked really impressive. Uh, I know the Buffalo defense is nothing that nothing great, but six for six in the red zone. And now on super short week, they host the Houston Texans. And I, f- I feel like Tennessee should be favored more than three. Is this some kind of trap? Um, no, I, I think your logic's true. I, I think it, it holds up. And uh, people are talking about how, you know, the Texans are better than their record so far. And they've been the victim of that really tough schedule to start the season. Mm-hmm. And I think to an extent that's true, but their schedule's not getting that much easier. You know, they, they still have like a top five most difficult schedule from here on in. They, they face the Jags, and that's a, a pretty good team to get yourself back on track against, particularly given the injuries that they had. But Tennessee is not the Jags. Like, they're going to be facing a good Tennessee team, and all the problems that were there 
through those first four games are still there. So, yeah, I, I think that this bounce back for, for Houston may well last one game, and then they go back mm-hmm. to being just a very fundamentally flawed team that's, that's going to struggle. How do you, and again, you're a real sharp mind when it comes to NFL. When somebody says something like, Jadavian Clowney revenge game, is it just kind of an eye roll? Or I mean, I, I don't expect anybody to factor that into an analysis, but if Clowney's standing up in the defensive room and says, guys, I spent some time with these frauds, I know they're jokers, we got to do this, 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 and, and it just kills them. I mean, is that laughable or is there something to that, if Colonel, if anything? I mean, I think there might be something to that on an individual player level that, you know, this guy is going to want to try his hardest to beat that team. And we may see Jadavian Clowney have a great game, but the difference between the over, the difference between Jadavian Clowney having an average game and a great game is probably not the difference between somebody winning and losing this game. So it may well be a factor and it may well be a thing. It's just unlikely to be something that actually materially impacts the outcome. Um, is there a game you like that you want to talk about? Maybe a, an underdog you've looked at or, um, I, I mean, I, I like talking about Cleveland Pittsburgh cause I don't understand why people are betting on, on the Browns here. This was four and a half. I think at one point it was down to three. Now it's about back up a little bit. Odell Beckham sent home with an illness. Uh, I don't know if you saw that on Thursday. Um, people are speculating maybe it's COVID. Uh, listen, people get sick, whatever. Um, but what do you, I mean, Baker Mayfield's with the rib injury, uh, Teller, as I said, out that both starting safeties are nicked up, haven't practiced yet this week. I, I don't know, Sam, any thoughts on Brown Steelers? Yeah, I think this is one of the games of the week, and I have a lot of very similar thoughts. I mean, this was already the biggest challenge that Baker Mayfield has faced since that week one. Now he's dealing with that rib injury. And, you know, our boss, Chris Collinsworth, he's got a podcast now, and he was telling the story about how Look, just because he got cleared in the x-ray, that doesn't mean anything because (laughs) a lot of times, you know, if you have cracked ribs, they can't even see the crack until like two weeks later when it starts to calcify and to heal. And then they're like, oh, look, there was a crack. We didn't see that the first time on the x-ray. So he's like, look, he may have got cleared, but that does not mean that those ribs are okay. Like we may see Baker Mayfield having some real problems against the most blitz happy team in the NFL, the most... Um, pressure-generating defense in the NFL. He is going to be under siege with bad ribs. So, yeah, look, the Browns have been doing a great job. That offense is in good shape with Stefanski. But I think there's a serious scenario whereby they just get buried by this Pittsburgh defense. Mm, I'm with you. That's good to hear. All right, let me go to one here. The Eagles and the Ravens. Um I thought the Eagles would win the division. I've been way wrong about them. And now Lane Johnson, their great uh, right tackle, he was carted off. He hasn't practiced yet this week. And we already know that the offensive line is a mash unit in front of Wentz. As excited I am is about Fulham, the wide receiver who came out of nowhere. I picked him up in fantasy. This team just isn't very good. Give me a reason the Ravens don't open a can on these guys and win by 25. Yeah, it's tough to find one. The only thing I will say is that Carson Wentz looked different last week than he's looked most Mm. of the season. You know, the first few weeks, he was playing as bad as any quarterback in the NFL. I think through three or four weeks, he was the lowest graded quarterback in the league by PFF grades. Um, Something changed midway through that San Francisco game, and he seemed to kind of get himself in order in the second half. But then this past week, I know there was a – you know, the numbers don't look great, and the, there was a the bad interception in there. But overall, 
he at least looked like he was back to being able to throw the ball and deliver it where it needs to go and you know generally hit open receivers which is what he wasn't able to do in the first mm-hmm. few weeks now he's still the injuries are still a problem like the offensive line is still bad banged up down down in terms of depth receiver is still an issue even with Fulham um but I think it's such a huge statement for this team that Carson Wentz does look to be kind of at least back Carson Wentz not whoever was playing for the first few weeks so <laughs> it kind of feels like look it didn't matter last week the, the the team you know the Steelers are too good and it might not matter this week the Ravens are too good but I think in terms of that division you know which is still wide open because yeah. nobody's able to win long term I think it's good and the Eagles might have a shot because it looks like Wentz is kind of back all right, one last one before we get to the final game. Um, Lamar Jackson, did you watch any of that Bengals game? I don't know if you were involved in any grading, but it's pretty clear his, something's up with his knee because he just made a concerted effort to stay in the pocket, ran nowhere. But the Eagles have never faced Lamar. Now, the Bengals have seen Lamar Jackson plenty, I think four times. Uh, first time the Eagles see Lamar, this should be a game where he opens it up and can get loose for some big plays. Any thoughts on Lamar and the knee and whether or not he's trying to pivot to being a pocket guy? Yeah, I think it's probably a few things in that. he. I think you're right that his knee is not 100%. They probably didn't want to run him a ton in that game. And it also sort of it had an air about it that, look, we just got beat up by the, the Chiefs. We got put in that hole that we've been put in before where we suddenly have to be a passing team and chase a game. And it went badly again. We weren't able to hang with the Chiefs. We weren't able to get that offense going. It almost felt like, you know, we're, we're going to beat the Bengals. Look, we're going to beat the Bengals. Lamar's not 100%. So let's practice. Let's try and get this mm. offense going as a passing entity without the run game being a huge part of it. And, you know, obviously they won the game, but it, it didn't exactly go beautifully in terms of yeah. trying to pivot to that pass-happy system. But you're right. It's an interesting matchup with this uh, Eagles defensive front that's still really good, still has a lot of talent on it, but they're not used to defending a weapon like Lamar that can just completely mess up what you're trying to do. Uh, All right, last game real quick. Chiefs at the Bills. Buffalo also played on Tuesday. They, you know, reality check for Josh Allen and company. I mean, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, again, this is a narrative. The idea of them coming off a loss uh, a team that hasn't lost a football game in a long time. Uh, it feels like this is a spot that Kansas City really moves the football at will. I do have some questions about that defense, but is there a reason you wouldn't take Kansas City favored by four on the road here? The only reason is I, I'm not usually big on the narrative of, you know, this team gave everybody a blueprint to beat somebody, right? But mm-hmm. the Raiders kind of did with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you know, a lot of times people say that. And it's like, all you need is, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL and a great pass rush and the stuff you can't replicate. But the Raiders don't have a ton of talent. And yet they did a very, they had a very concerted game plan to cause Mahomes problems. And it did. They sort of, they almost um, baited him into running out of the pocket in a certain direction and had linebackers very quickly waiting to chase him the second he left the pocket and basically put him under pressure out in space because usually you see him running around and he has all day to sort of find that crazy pass that only Patrick Mahomes can make. But Mm -hmm. as soon as he left the pocket, there was one or two linebackers from the Raiders chasing him down. And I'm, I'm just interested to see whether Buffalo's defense takes something from that tape and 
tries to put Mahomes in the same kind of situations. Um, and if Mahomes falls for it, you know, or if he learns from what he did last week and, and hangs in the pocket more and tries to kind of keep things going from, from inside the structure of the offense more than he did, because that felt like Texas Tech Patrick Mahomes for the first time yeah. in a long time. Uh, and, and I should add, I don't know if you've seen the news. We're taping this on Thursday afternoon, but it just broke that Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Chiefs. And I just looked at the line. This game was three and a half a lot of places. It went up to four and a half. Now, I don't know if that's because of the Le'Veon Bell signing. I can't imagine he's worth a point. He doesn't know the offense. Like, come on. Um, but any thoughts on Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs? Um, Edwards Alaire, the rookie, looked awesome in week one. And since then, he's been pretty quiet. Um Le'Veon Bell, just another weapon for Pat Mahomes, huh? Yeah, and I do think that Le'Veon Bell will go back to looking very, very good in that offense. You know, he <laughs> the biggest sort of point about running backs is that all the data says that they are more a product of their environment than they are the product of the talent that they have versus other running backs. So Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh was in one of the best running back situations in the NFL. Great offensive line, good quarterback, high-octane passing attack. Um, offense that was willing to split him out and use him in creative ways. And he looks like a, an all-time great running back. Then he goes to the Jets. Offensive line is bad. Quarterback's not good. Coaching is not helping him out. And everyone's asking, is he done? Like, is he just not that good anymore? And the truth is, like, you put him somewhere in the middle between those two situations, and he's going to go back to being somewhere in the middle. And if anything, he's on the, the Pittsburgh end of the spectrum in terms of Kansas City because – Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, that offensive line is good, not great, but he should look way better than he's looked so far and probably pretty close to the guy that was playing in Pittsburgh. That's a scary prospect. I mean, this this guy was an all-pro two years ago, right? Or three years ago, I guess. He did nothing with the Jets. He did not have one carry, Sam. I think he was in 17 games, zero carries, over 20 yards. like that. But that doesn't mean anything, like you said, because the coach stinks and the line blows. But... um. All right, Sam Monson. Hey, great stuff. Follow him on social media. He's at Pro Football Focus. I love your work, Sam. Great analysis and uh, enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com Colin to see their Goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires great deal what more could you ask for that's tire rack.com slash colin tire rack.com the way tire buying should be 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, it's time for the best bet here on Straight Fire. Took an L Tuesday. How about ugly L? The Buffalo Bills lost his favorites in Tennessee, dropped the record to 31-19-4. That's a nice old 62% clip. Now, that's not all NFL games. We've had some new listeners this week, which is always nice. To the new folks who have not been here from the jump, you missed out. Uh, We did a lot of NBA, and we're doing, obviously, multiple NFL picks. And we're going to start to do college once the Big Ten gets in action here, I believe, next weekend. Uh, 31, 19, and 4. That's 62%. You know, over the long haul, you want to hit about 57% to be winning. And uh, it's tough to keep that up. Very tough if you uh, have been gambling for many years. Let's dive into the NFL. I've picked three games each week, folks. Getting greedy. Going with four games. Off the jump, the Miami Dolphins favored by nine against my New York Jets. Now, I know this sounds a little crazy. It's minus nine, 110, um, where you're shopping here on Thursday. And what I saw, this is not an overreaction to the 49ers game. This is not a buy high on the Dolphins. This is a schematic play. The Dolphins finally have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, the cornerbacks, healthy. They have not been healthy much this season. When they're on the field together, fun fact, they have yet to give up a touchdown. That's pretty good. Don't throw at Xavier Howard. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And remember... Byron Jones was her big, splashy free agent steal from the Cowboys. There's a reason the Cowboys' secondary stinks because their best player is in Miami. So they were able to play on islands against the 49ers, who have no receivers to begin with. You were able to pull the safeties up, take away the run game, and blitz the hell out of Jimmy G and C.J. Beathard. The result? Destruction. And, folks, it ain't going to be much different with the Jets. I know Brashad Perryman's back. whoop de damn do okay? Um... Listen, as a longtime Jets fan, it pains me to say this, but yeah, I, I give me Xavier Howard over Brashad Perryman any day of the week. They're, and they're going to lock up the Jets receivers. 
Jets do not have their best tackle, Makai Becton. He has also missed practice all week. He missed last game. And uh, I think they're going to blitz the hell out of the Jets. And it's going to be a long day for Joe Flacco. Jets can't run to begin with. Um, I- I'm sorry. I-, I-, I don't love Ryan Fitzpatrick covering a nine-point spread. But I'm assuming at least one turnover. Maybe two for uh, Flacco setting up a short field. And I-, and I just I wonder if my Jets have quit on Adam Gaze last week. Okay? Against Arizona, which had been struggling two losses in a row. The Jets defense had one quarterback hit, one sack, one tackle for loss. That's it. And Arizona's offensive line's no great shakes. I like the Dolphins, favored by nine. Next pick, this is another risky one. This is a big favorite, and this is, you know, if I come back with an 0 4, I'm going to understand this is stupid. And big favorites are risky. The New England Patriots favored by nine and a half against Denver. Um, I don't care if Drew Locke starts. I don't care if John Locke, the lost character, is starting at quarterback. I don't care if it's uh, Jeff Driscoll or Brett Rippon. I'm taking Bill Belichick with two weeks preparation for a beat-up Broncos team that has half a dozen players on IR. Unfortunately, most of them are on the offensive side of the football. I don't know how they move the ball here. Melvin Gordon had a DUI this week. It's unlikely that he's going to play due to a suspension. Um, Philip Lindsay may be back, but go ahead and scoop up Royce Freeman uh, in fantasy if you need somebody two weeks from now. Broncos are on a bye week next week. Um, obviously, because I did that. I got Royce Freeman. <laughs> and I dropped Melvin Gordon, who's a bum. Um, and, I, you know, listen, Cam Newton didn't play last game due to COVID, and the defense kept them in it. There is some question about Gilmore did test positive for COVID. I believe it will have been over 10 days, so there's a chance he plays Sunday. Either way, Bill Belichick's two weeks to prepare for Vic Fangio. Say goodnight. I like the Patriots, favored by 9.5. Another favorite, but a lower line. Steelers favored by 3. We covered this extensively with Sam Monson in the uh, interview, which was tremendous. Um, I know the Pittsburgh opponent's records is 3-15-1. Um, but it's not like the Browns have beaten anybody, okay? You take away the Ravens' loss, and their four wins are against teams that are 7-12-1. And And again, I I talked about with Sam, um, the Baker Mayfield injury, the pressure rate of the Steelers putting on opposing quarterbacks, the struggles of the Browns' offensive line with the great guard out. I I, I don't know. Uh, Unless there's massive breakdowns again in the Steelers' secondary, I I, I see um, Baker Mayfield struggling here. And uh, I like the Steelers' favor by three. That That's actually my favorite bet of the week, if you had to ask me. I, I don't know who's betting on the Browns. It was four, four and a half, and it came down to three. I scooped it up. I bought the dips, and um, I, I like Pittsburgh a lot. So we got Dolphins favored by nine, Patriots favored by nine and a half, Pittsburgh by three. And my final one, really risky here, uh, road favorite of more than a touchdown. That's just gross. It's not really in my DNA, but I'm sorry. I got to do it. The numbers say Baltimore is uh, a considerable favorite against Philly for many, many reasons. The Ravens' defense has looked spotty at times against Pat Mahomes, but other than that game, lights out. And they're pressuring quarterbacks uh, much better than you saw in the Mahomes game. They mistakenly tried to blitz Mahomes. It didn't work, and they got crushed. I mean, you can blitz Carson Wentz all you want. Carson Wentz is not making the plays that Mahomes is. Wentz did look okay last week moving around in the pocket, but you can force him into interceptions. The Steelers did that. And this Baltimore secondary, um, 
it can get tenacious at times. I like Marcus Peters a lot. And offensively, I haven't seen a team the first time around with Lamar Jackson stop him. Second time around, hey, we've seen this. We know what's coming. How do you plan for Lamar Jackson in practice? And don't tell me Jalen Hurts is the guy. Jalen Hurts is a nice quarterback. But it's it's almost as if the Ravens held off on Lamar running against the Bengals, not only because of the knee, but also because they didn't want to put anything else on tape for the Eagles. This is a big game. Ravens-Eagles is a big game. Um, Eagles are projected to be one of the better teams in the league. They were projected to win the NFC East. Baltimore's going to go in there. This is not a long road trip for them. And I expect big smash-mouth football. And Eagles are pretty good stopping the run, although uh, I believe James Conner hit uh, 100 last week. I should double-check that. But Baltimore Ravens favored by 7.5. I like them here. I think this number creeps up a little bit. And um, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just think this is a Ravens team that's on a mission since the loss. Uh, very narrative of me, right, to say on a mission. Since the um, loss, they were humbled a bit by Mahomes and the Chiefs, and, and I like Baltimore here, favored by 7.5. So those are the four picks. Risky going all favorites. Last week, 2-1 and one on Sunday with two favorites covering and um, the underdog Washington football club not coming through. So we're going Dolphins by 9, Patriots by 9.5, Baltimore 7.5, and, and Pittsburgh by 3. Everybody, enjoy the games. Good luck. We'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.